everyone, this is Jamie and you're listening to Thoughts for Today. So today is um, the beginning of a new month, it's September 1st, and I wanted to talk a little bit about faith. Um, I talked, I've talked about it before in previous podcasts in different capacities, but today I'm just really feeling the verse um, out of Hebrews 11, verse 1, which explains now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see that's the new international version the new living translation says faith shows the reality of what we hope for it is the evidence of things we cannot see king james says Now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And the Amplified Bible describes it as faith is the assurance, title deed, confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed. And the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of their reality, faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. So I just want to unpack that. It sounds like a very simple verse, but the reality is that um, for the majority of us, or I'll just speak for myself, for, for the majority of my life, as much as I can say I've been a Christian or I've been a believer my entire life, Um, the idea of faith really is a foreign concept in our culture and our society and, you know, just within ourselves, right? The idea that we can hope for something, um, and be so self-assured that, that whatever we're hoping for will happen is kind of, um, is, is very foreign, right? Usually we want to see things. We want to see things happen. We want to, we'll believe when we see, right? We, um, we tell people that all the time, right? When things are not going a certain way, we say, I'll believe it when I see it. And, and that's a very, um, that's a very real, uh, concept. And, and that's kind of how we really live our lives. Um, and so when you're thinking about such a, seemingly simple verse um you know that i'm sure for those of us who are christians we've read millions of times um the assurance right you i mean the amplify just explained it as a title deed a confirmation like confirmation is just like you definitely you're good you have whatever you've asked for and yet you know, we pray for things and we say in faith, like these things are going to happen. But I want to say in my own life, there's like a 70% part of me that is like, I really don't know for sure. I'm kind of, this is a bad gamble. This would be a bad uh, bet. This would be a bad uh, investment. I mean, I really truthfully don't know, right? I hope, but I wish, but the reality is that um, I'm betting mostly that it won't happen. And, and that's, it's so interesting because, you know, I can tell you straight out, like, I trust God. I love God. I know that he's good. And I know that his word, that he's not a liar, right? That his word is true. Um, and yet this part is so difficult sometimes to really walk the line in, you know, it's so easy. It's so much easier to just be like, well, I kind of wished 
upon a star, but you know, it may or may not happen. Um, but, but, you know, God is kind of calling us to a different level at this point. And I want to encourage you as well in your own life to kind of take this for yourself. Um, I do believe that God is calling us to a different level in this time period. Um, just what's going on all throughout the world right now. Um, the craziness, the mayhem, the chaos, the uncertainty, uh, and yet, you know what? And I've said this before as well in previous podcasts, um, God is still seated. He's not, um, surprised. He's not confused. He's not, uh, shocked by any of the events that have happened. He's still seated. He's still watching, listening, waiting for the right timing of things to take place the way that they're supposed to. And so we should really adapt and adopt the same posture of, I've prayed these things and I know that they are aligned with God's will and God's uh, desire and God's um, purpose for my life. I've prayed these things And again, again, I want to just kind of maybe create a disclaimer that God uh, is not a genie, right? It's not like you rub a lamp and you say, I want these three wishes, car, house, money, or whatever. Um, That is not what I'm talking about when I'm describing like faith or the things that you're hoping for. Um, Again, they are things that are in alignment with God and his word and things that he wants for you. That's not to say that he wouldn't bless you with material um, things, right? Um, we think of Solomon, even David, like even Jesus, right? He was, he was provided with these three gifts. Um, and so it's not like God can't bless you with material things. It's not at all what the point is. The point is that it's not like a wishing well. God is, is, a real live deity and he has plans for each and every one of us and so the things you know once we get into communion with god and and form a very intimate and close-knit relationship with him we start to learn and adopt his way right and and in the same way that when you hang out with someone you start to assimilate you start to sound some you know the same you start to kind of do the same things, walk the same way, talk the same way, Uh, you you know, you kind of like feed off of one another and kind of adopt each other's characteristics. And that's kind of normal. They even say that about married couples. Sometimes they look alike over time and, you know, they just kind of, you just kind of like form this bond. And so similarly with God, like that's kind of the relationship that we should have where we sound like him, we look like him. and again, we're not just talking at like a 2D level looking in terms of the way that you look, right? We're all different looking, but the way your character should be very much aligned with his over time. It's not, you know, necessarily an overnight success. So definitely be patient with yourself, but um, it is something that will happen. And the more that you spend time with him, the more that he will begin to influence your life. He is... Uh, you know, that's kind of what he wants to do. He wants to bless you. He wants to help you. He wants to, uh, influence every different part and aspect of your life. If you let him, he's not going to force you. He's not going to take you and make you. He's going to, uh, lead you toward him. He's going to pursue you. He's going to kind of knock on the door of your heart 
and, and maybe give you visions, dreams, different kind of inklings, use people to speak to you, um, but he's not going to force you. And so um, it's through your kind of mutual wanting that relationship with him that you'll begin to learn from him and um, and kind of see and, and know his voice and, and, and trust his guidance in that way and his leadership in your life. And through that, your desires, and I can tell you from experience, will change, right? I had very distinct desires of what I wanted my life to look like. And to be quite honest with you, in learning more about myself through my relationship with Christ, learning the person that he created me to be, learning the identity that I have in him and the purpose that my life you know, for which my life was created in him, um, I, I honestly don't necessarily see that lifestyle for myself anymore. You know, I, in theory, and it wasn't even a bad lifestyle. It wasn't like I was saying, you know, I want to do anything illegal or anything like that. But, um, but you know, the, the thought of, I just, you know, maybe want to be just stay-at-home mom. I don't want to work. I want to just be dedicated to my children, which is a wonderful, admirable, you know, lifestyle. Um, and I'm not saying that I can't have aspects of that in my life because that is very important to me. And truthfully, being a mom would be the highest honor that I could hold. Um, but, you know, I, I, in knowing more about myself and in seeing the identity and the purpose for which he's created me, I cannot truthfully say that that would really be the lifestyle that I would have, just kind of, you know, baking cookies, cooking dinners every day, being like a housewife. That's really not where my, uh, where he's taking me, right? And I, and I know that through the relationship I have with him, through the things he's spoken into my life, through the visions, through the dreams, through the, the confirmations that I've received from other people, um, it just becomes this whole, like, lifestyle makeover. And, um, and so as a result of that, my point in saying all of that is that through that relationship, your desires change. And so the things that you begin to pray for are very different than maybe things you would have prayed for previously, where it was, you know, in the past just about, I just want a job. I just want to make a certain income. I just want to whatever. And those are not, again, bad uh, prayers. But the fact of the matter is that when you just focus on God and get so close to him, he knows the things that you need. He knows the amounts that you need to make. He knows those things and he will just make them happen. And so your heart and your posture and your prayer and your faith is more so inclined to focus on him, focus on the kingdom, focus on the things that he really wants to do through you those kind of become your prayers. Like, I really want to witness to, I want opportunities and doors to open for ministry. I want opportunities to speak to people. I want to see people saved. I want to see people transformed. I want to see people living to their highest potential. That is my personal prayer. And, and a lot of, and that's kind of been the focus of a lot of my concerns and prayers for, for people and and to see my life like move in that way toward ministry, because um, that's kind of my desire now. Whereas 10 years ago would have been, can I have this really great job at this fortune 500 company and make this salary and buy a house or, you know, do all the things that, you know, society would condone and say is, um, you know, is worthwhile. And I'm not saying that it's not, but the point is that God can do those things for you. That, that shouldn't ultimately be what's top of mind for you. What's top of mind for you should be seeking him um, in spirit and in truth. And, you know, all these things will be added 
unto you. And so again, faith, having faith, when God is giving you a word and says, this is what your life will be, you, you can pray into that and you can have faith and you can say, yes, this will happen. And, and so it brings me back right now. There's, um, the story of the centurion, um, who asks for, um, I believe it's his daughter. Um, uh, sorry, his servant, his servant lied at home paralyzed and, um, and suffering. And Jesus says, you know, do you want me to come to him? And this is Matthew 8, 5 through 13. Um, and Jesus said, you know, should I, should I go to him? And the centurion, I just want to pull this up really quickly because I want to read it um, as it says it. So uh, Jesus said to him, shall I come and heal him? Right? So when Jesus entered Capernaum, a centurion asked him, Lord, my servant lies at home paralyzed, suffering terribly. So Jesus said, shall I come and heal him? The centurion replied, verse 8, again, Matthew 8, 5 through 13. So this is verse 8. Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof. Just say the word and my servant will be healed. So again, there's a faith and that assurance that, you know what? I'm not home. I'm not next to the centurion. He hasn't FaceTimed me. He hasn't texted me. He hasn't called me. It's not like I see a difference, right? But there's a faith that says, you know what? You don't need to come to my house. Just say the word and I trust. I trust that it will happen. And so then the centurion goes on to say, I myself am under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one go and he just goes and that one come and he comes. I say to my servant, do this and he does it. Um, and so, you know, he understands the power of a word and he understands that like, if I tell you to do something, People will do it. And so there's a faith, even though they haven't done it yet, even though you don't see them walking away, he knows and he's assured that it will get done. He has, he trusts them. He trusts the people that he, that work for him, his servants and people that are underneath him. And so that same level of trust and faith that those things will happen, right? The same level of trust and faith that you might have that, you know what, when I go to work today, you know, my desk is going to be there right? You don't think that someone's going to take over your desk and sit in your chair. You just, but technically when you're home, you're not at work to know for sure that someone hasn't taken over your space, but you kind of have that trust that, you know what? It's fine. My stuff will be there. I have a desk. I have a chair to sit in and that will happen. When you sit on a chair in general, there's a trust that this won't break, right? You sit on chairs all day and no one ever thinks maybe this one screw is loose or maybe this wasn't manufactured correctly or you don't really think about it. You just sit on it and granted, you have no idea, but you trust it. And so um, in the same way, the centurion says, I trust you. I, I, I know how this works. And you know what? Jesus, verse 10 says, truly, I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. And so, you know, forward to verse 13, he says, go, let it be done just as you believed it would. 
and his servant was healed at that moment. So there really is a, a benefit to having faith, right? Because it just tells God, I trust you. I trust that you're good. I trust that you've got me. I trust that like a chair that I sit on, you're not going to let me fall. You're not going to let me get hurt. I trust you. I can just rest in the assurance that what I'm believing for is going to come to pass. And again, it's not a genie system. What you're believing for are things that kind of God is truthfully being, you know, putting on your heart as well. Um, And so that is kind of the takeaway. These are not just, I want to see magic happen and wish upon a star and have these random, this is not about that. God does not need to prove anything to you or to me. Um, He is who he is, right? He is the beginning and the end. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He created the entire universe by the sound of his voice. He has nothing to prove to you. We are but peons, you know, uh, in comparison. We're nothing. And so the idea that humans are everything is just beyond wrong because we are nothing. We are absolutely nothing in comparison to an almighty God. However, he's chosen us. He's blessed us. He's called us. Um, And you know, the God that created heaven and earth wants to use us. He loves us so much that he, our lives are so meaningful to him and so valuable that he wants to be able to use us. And we, again, have to really, really take the time and space to have that relationship with him in order to understand our identity, who we are in him, and the plans and the purpose that he has for our life. Um, And with that, faith grows and 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 you can start to trust him you can start to kind of sit on the chair of his presence and know that you know what he has put on your heart to pray for will come to pass and so i just want to encourage you to stand in faith first and foremost to have a relationship with jesus christ to know him uh not just you know as the person in the bible and where you read it as a book, read it as a really, really, really a life source for you. Every word, every, you know, verse, every parable, every part of that, um, you know, is his, his word to you, his, uh, he can relate it to your situation. I promise you it's still relatable today. Uh, even if it was written years ago, it's a timeless piece that is, you know, transcends time and space. Um, his words are everlasting again because he is the beginning and the end so first and foremost you need to understand that you need to trust that and you need to have a relationship with him once you have a relationship with him which entails you speaking in prayer and you listening through reading his word and meditating on that word hearing from him and allowing him to visit you speak to you through through dreams visions um you know, being sensitive to the spirit and discerning when people speak to you, there are times that through those discussions, he's speaking to you himself. And you have to kind of take that, receive that takeaway from the discussion. And so um, all of that comes with time and a relationship with Christ. But I just want to encourage you to know that faith really is the substance um, and the greatest aspect of, of our relationship and our Christianity and our walk 
Um, you have to trust him. Clearly, we haven't seen Christ. We haven't seen God. Um, it's not like a one-on-one -on -one relationship. You go for coffee in that way that you can, you know, touch at the time, at this moment. But, you know, one day we will have that opportunity when we all see him, you know, face-to-face -face, um, when we pass from this life to the next. And so... Um, even just the fact that you are listening right now and have gotten this far in the podcast uh, just tells me that you do have a belief in who God is and you do, uh, you do have a level of faith, which is extremely and hugely important to just be saved, to have salvation requires a level of faith. And so, um, you know, don't doubt that, don't doubt your growth, don't doubt your ability to increase your faith. Uh, over time but again it starts with a relationship so I just want to uh, encourage you I just pray that you during this next month until we speak again would um, just day by day spend time in his presence take 20 minutes five minutes reading a chapter in his word particularly the gospels is my recommendation if you haven't tried this before the gospels really you know, obviously talk about the life of Jesus, but through that, uh, through, through the life of Jesus, you would really understand who God is because Jesus and God, you know, are the same. And, um, and so seeing the way he responds to people, how he handles situations, his character, his demeanor, like all of that would be very helpful in knowing the voice of God. And so reading his word is very important. Um, speaking to him, vent to him, journal, write down the things that you feel and want to pray, write down the things that you sense back once you read the word and meditate on it. What are you sensing? What do you, you know, what's in your spirit? What comes to you in that moment? I would encourage you to write it down. It's been super helpful to me. And through those writings, as I go back, there are many, there are many areas and many things that I had written and prayed and, and kind of, you know, maybe doubted and thought was just me thinking um, that actually ended up coming to fruition. And so uh, it was proof that it wasn't just me thinking. It was God's voice that was speaking through me and, and kind of giving me some type of prophetic word. And so I wrote, you know, I hugely encourage you to write things down and, and go back to your writings. Go back to the things that you've written down and see and, and allow that to increase your faith to know that, you know, testimonies have been had, like words, uh, you know, have come to pass prophetic words, uh, you know, all these giftings that God has, uh, you know, freely given, I encourage you to grab a hold of and, and just, um, you know, uh, increase that skill set that he's naturally given you. So, uh, yeah, I pray for you a blessed, amazing month ahead, uh, full of peace, full of hope, full of faith and assurance and the things not yet seen and full of health um, and that God will just continue to watch over you, your families and, and, and bless you during this time. In the name of Jesus, I pray until next time.